There was the recent announcement that the LSU coach, she's now the highest paid women's basketball coach. I want to go to her house for cookouts, boy. (laughs) (laughs) If it wasn't for the fact that they've got grip at the bottom and you'll be hearing the... Welcome to the Modern Ball Show. It's episode 17 and I'm Ola. I'm Sevian. I'm Paige. Yes, and we are missing Shaq and Eamon today. Shaq is actually settling into her new team. We're excited for her to give us the exclusive update as to where she's going to be playing next week. We're missing both of them, but shout out to them on the things that they're doing. Guys, it's been two weeks since we caught up, but there's been a lot going. So I feel like we need to do like a sort of Twitter timeline episode and just catch the people them up on all of the things that have been going on because there's a lot it's a lot hit it off yeah it's been a refreshing two weeks i had my birthday celebrations so uh, happy birthday thank you you. really enjoyed that but i feel like i've been celebrating my birthday all year so (laughs) continuing the vibes i love that for you where did you go for your birthday pretty see that's so pretty guys everyone should go follow sevian so you can see all this beautiful scenery and her dancing as always but that's you know we expect that but it's just, you need to go see how beautiful her holiday was that is a birthday i love i love that for you girl yeah, that, that was really peaceful, nice peaceful retreat a full recharge i'm ready to go i'm ready to go <laughs> No, that's good, man. That's good. It's a nice, it's a nice tradition that you have there to go go away and do a little retreat for your birthday, man. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I think last last time wasn't a retreat. It was definitely turn up vibes last year, <laughs> but yeah, and this year it's like let me ease into it and continue the celebration all year. To be honest, that's it. Good vibe. All right, let's kick it off with the men then. What's going on in the basketball? Some NBA stuff, some FIBA stuff. But James Harden has been fived a hundred k. What what's this about? I didn't see this after his comments. On the GM. Well, yeah, he went off, off, off the, off the tracks in um, China. Oh, so yeah. I was surprised. A hundred k. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Sometimes you just got to learn to keep it strong. Mm. <laughs> For the people, what are the things that he said? This was when he was calling out Daryl Morey and saying that he would not continue playing under a team with Daryl Morey and calling him a liar. And he repeated it. Mm. <laughs> he said, "And I repeat." Yeah, I think we talked about it before and we were saying, like, what do we think is going to end up happening with him? Is he going to stick? Is he still going to be playing in that team and so on? But we haven't heard any more news, just the fine, I guess. Yeah, so moving on from the fine, do you think he's going to stay or nah? I think eventually he'll get shifted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see how that's going to stay. And Similar to the situation with Ben Simmons when he didn't play for the Sixers, eventually he got moved. Mm. It did cost him a lot, but players leave this this NBA so uh, I think mm. he's going to get his his wish to get moved yeah yeah do we think Ben Simmons is actually coming back this season he has to he has to <laughs> we've said it before the trading picks have been there edited or whatever but they've been there so well regardless if they're edited or not he's definitely in the gym so hopefully <laughs> hopefully maybe that's just what he was aspiring to be like so yeah, yeah. maybe by the time the season comes like he's there like yeah. he's that toned and he's that muscle man and so it's trying to be yeah, built like Stormzy with all the Maya Jama stuff right oh no listen you didn't have to go there <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, I had to. When I saw the picture of them two together, I was like, oh my gosh. I followed Ben Simmons immediately because I was like, I want to see what he's doing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ola's starting with the mess today. <laughs> I'm actually happy they're back to, well, 
let me let's this is more than both right so <laughs> i mean maya's been in the she's been in the news as well didn't she give like she gave a team the team that her brother plays for she gave them like 53k or something like that 56k bristol store 56 yeah, she's yeah. Basketball. that is super super big mm. and you know what she's a, a Bristol native so mm. I think that's so cute to give back to your home and 56k is not not like not, silly money yeah. to be playing you with. know that's probably so, how much that um, engagement ring was around so maybe just who see, see I, I'm not the only one playing in the mess to be honest because oh wow yeah, so, we, so that went <laughs> you never know Shout out to she said, how much was this? How much is this? Well? <laughs> oh, wow, Maya. That girl got to teach me, boy. I want to be on that kind of level. <laughs> but oh, no, honestly, like, that is such a beautiful gesture. And not only does that help the team, but that gives British basketball an audience mm. because, like, Maya Jam has such a huge following, like, globally. So everyone's seen that she's done that. And they're like, wow, like, there's teams mm. in the UK what you know mm. so it's that's super cool and I'm sure she's going to be at many of her brother's games so yeah, no, shout out to her yeah, and, and, and talking about exposure to the league there was also the Nick Nurse segment he was talking about yeah coaching Dennis Rodman when he played for the Brighton Bears after he got kicked off Big Brother <laughs> yeah I don't even I remember that time I never watched Big Brother but I remember that time when he was playing for Brighton Bears because yeah. I was a London Towers fan so I was like oh this is oh. gonna be I hope they come and play each other and, and I was so fascinated because actually my first ever basketball jersey was a Dennis Rodman jersey oh. Bulls 91 really? yeah I, I always thought it would be um, who my who's who's Sevian's favorite player like just went over my head. MJ. No, 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 no. Oh, MJ. Fair. No, 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 no. Back in the days, D Rose. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. I thought it was gonna be D Rose. Yeah. Listen, I didn't really have much options. It was from a boot sale. <laughs> whatever jersey was was there. So yeah, I've, I've upgraded the the piece a little bit since then. But um, yeah, <laughs> Dennis Rodman was my first. First jersey. I actually oh, really wow. like that. That, that little interview with Nick Nurse was given a little bit of spotlight to the BBL, much to the yeah. amusement of Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess even on that, like when you think about them doing the double take, it just makes the comments by um, the US sprinter about the world championships versus the NBA even more valid in terms of how Americans see themselves as like the ultimate. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think about that? Because if you just take the words of what the guy has said, he's not said anything wrong, mm. but it was interesting to see how people reacted to it. Yeah, I was so fascinated as to how big it blew up. Mm. Just those few comments. The way they reacted to it is just like, now you're just validating his comments even more because mm. Yes, you do have a lot of international players in your league, but it's not the world. Literally, it's still, yeah. it's still not the world. Yeah. Um, it's like the Premier League uh, saying that they're they're the World Cup. They're not. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know why it was so hard to understand this, mm. but yeah, it blew up. The thing that I took from it is that like America's really centered themselves in the narrative when it comes to basketball. Like, fair enough, that is definitely where it's all taking place and that's where the stars are and that's the aim to get there. But it doesn't actually mean <laughs> world champions. That, like, bottom line, that's actually not what it means. <laughs> but it was just really interesting to see the arguments because people weren't arguing with the language. They were just saying he's wrong. And it was like, well, he's not. 
yeah it was fascinating well i think yeah and and there's a lot of leagues like there's americans that go and play overseas so it's kind of like Mm, is it tit for tat like you go to turkey you're playing against so many other sort of players you go to russia you you go to china Mm. you go to japan it's like i don't know like nba is the most um commercial and and the most like that's where everyone wants to be at and if you're not there then it's probably like next best thing but you know basketball's basketball you love everyone in there it's diverse regardless so yeah the nba is definitely the pinnacle league 100%, 100%, usually yeah. the best players in the world but it doesn't yeah. mean it's the their champions of the world <laughs> and speaking about actually the world when it comes to basketball obviously FIBA is going on and we've got the championships happening or the cup happening so final four are Germany Serbia Canada and the US um who do we think are bringing it home it's got to be the USA I would like to see another winner yeah I want to see another winner after those comments <laughs> Just, yeah. just for the sake of it. <laughs> like, you can't bring home the World Cup after saying that you guys were the centre of basketball. Someone else take it, please. Who, who do you want to take it? Mm, I mean, I wouldn't mind Canada or Germany taking it, to be fair. Nothing against Germany. I don't see Germany. I don't see Germany. I, I think it could be Canada. I think that's closest to it. Mm. Speaking on Canada, you know, like, Luca, like, gave his props to Dylan Brook after um, Canada beat Slovenia. Mm. I think that was, I think that's really big and that's really cool. Because, you know, a lot of people don't give Dylan Brook his credit. Listen, I'm still anti Dylan Brooks because, Same. yes, oh, don't no. be chatting nonsense to the King LeBron, please. <sighs> Did you see the video oh, of him in, in the tunnel? With his little boxing gloves, please. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like, as, like, at this point, he needs to understand that he needs to do less because people are going to laugh at him for anything. Like, just do less. But it's ent- he's an entertainer. He's an he entertainer. Is, but when you put the bear, like, last season, and he did, you want to entertain, and then he was silent. Mm-hmm. Remember the silence? Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Entertainer's got to be consistent. Like, at least you got to in- eat it for the sake of our amusement. Like, you can't just run away. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he was a bit hurt. He didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, that oh, was super him. entertaining last, yeah, yeah. last, uh, last season with the playoffs. It's true. I'm here for it again, to be fair. There should be, they should sign him just for that. <laughs> He's got to be one of the most entertaining people. Who like who do you think is the most like entertaining people off the court? KD. Do you say KD? KD. The fact that KD will join in Twitter spaces to talk about himself. <laughs> <laughs> I just think what, that is hilarious. Yeah. yeah, I think I could have a conversation. I would with say KD. KD is somebody who's like un unaware of the entertainment around him. Mm. Type thing. Like he wasn't. He's not trying to be entertaining. He's actually genuinely trying to. Okay. be in the Twitter space yeah, and yeah, talk. Yeah. I feel like he's one of the most misunderstood players of the NBA currently like I think people really yeah I just don't feel like people know him so all of these other things are entertaining to people but he definitely is very misunderstood mm, I think he's also one of the most in my opinion one of the most locked in players mm. even though he will have like the Twitter type of back and forths in mm. terms of basketball, I, f- I genuinely think he's a, a proper, like, pure student of the game. Just wants to improve and lock in and just play basketball. Love that for him. I really do. Well, talking about, like, entertainment, I don't know if you guys saw Satu's, like, TikTok or it might have been on Insta when <laughs> she's just clowning the WNBA because it's like they said during playoffs they're going to be on charter flights. And yeah. that is what- 
face. <laughs> oh. She put a whole like her video was so funny, but she's like a good spirit about it. She's like she's making fun of what she can, you know. Mm. If you don't laugh, you cry. So, mm-hmm. it, but it is again kind of annoying that that's the outcome. But yeah. the fact that it, you didn't know, they promise it and then they backtracked. Literally last year, they made like a huge investment, and it was for things such as like charter flights and. It's kind of like, well, you know, like, where's that investment money gone? So it is annoying. It came back into the conversation after everything that happened to BG as well. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we were expecting it, at least for the playoffs anyway. Yeah, and it even mentioned it after she got harassed at the airport too. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, like, I do feel like the duty of care just needs to be upped a bit in the WNBA and take more care of the players. Hopefully that will change but I'm just happy like how the players are dealing with it because they could be real sour about it you know but they're if they're in good spirits and I'm in good spirits but it's not saying that the situation's correct at all but Mm. there you have it no yeah there needs to be private jets even come on yeah because as a college athlete division one or maybe division two you're you're flying private like charter flights so how is as a college athlete that's what you're doing and then now you're playing at the best league for your country and yeah you know what I mean like how how how, that does not make sense how does that work you know what I think it is I think I think the reason that they probably haven't been able to do it is because their investment has been slow for a while right so I can just imagine what their balancing of the books must look like now that they have so much more investment than they did before. Yeah. I think that's one big part of it. I also think that, the, and this is me being completely, like just, I'm going to be completely honest, right? So I feel like with the amount of spaces that they let people into, right? What there's like 144 mm-hmm. spaces for NCAA athletes to join or something like that, right? I really do think that they need to be forcing older players to retire because from a marketing perspective, if you could get some of those athletes that were like, everyone knows their name, everyone wants to see them playing in the W, you're going to get a lot more brand deals than you do when you've got older players taking up spots. Do you get what I mean? Like that could actually be, we've talked about this pipeline before, but I do think that having older players taking up spots really does hinder their ability to get marketing deals because they're not the ones that are going to be selling the shoes they're bringing not, in inside yeah, inside yeah. and stuff like that they're not gonna bring it in. it's gonna be like a super super key player mm-hmm. to keep around and you know what that's how they do it in europe it's kind of a thing like once you're not like marketable and there's someone new coming in they don't care about you no more yeah. that's how it is we had to learn about that actually in school like for career transitioning, transitioning out of being an athlete. So when you go overseas, just so you know, it's actually called a, a certain term like that this um, process actually is, but I can't think right now. But yeah, so once you get to a certain age or whatever and you've passed your your prime years. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so bad. And then they just literally like Phase you throw out. you away. Yeah. This yeah. guy, you are dusty. <laughs> Keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's quite sad because as a as a female player, like your longevity is not the same as a guy, or they just don't value it as mm-hmm. as a guy. Mm-hmm. So once they feel like you might have an off season, a guy might have the opportunity to still play in a good league to build his way up, even if he comes back from injury. Whereas a girl, they're like, "Well, you're done." You know, you might have a child. Well, 
you're done you know mm. it's really hard to get back into that space where you're getting paid well and, and you love playing and stuff so uh, yeah, I also think really that the difference with the W and the NBA in that situation is that if you let's take what Vince Carter right um you start mm. you're, you're at your prime and you're playing for, or like, like let's just take any player you're at your prime and you're playing for big names right Lakers and so on and then later you end up at like Atlanta Hawks or something like that like you have, there's enough teams for you to actually have, uh, how many decades did Vince Carter play? Four decades, but 30 20. years, right? Oh, There's enough decades. teams that you could actually still be good enough to be in the NBA, but maybe just not at your prime. Whereas I wonder if in the W, that they don't actually think about that, that whole like moving around teams. Um, and and so yeah. then actually your longevity is more based on the years served in any team as opposed to the league in general. Oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy, man. All things, all things on their list of improvements that I'm sure that they know about. But if not, feel free to consult the More Than Ball World. <laughs> we have loads of ideas. <laughs> yeah, why not? We'll have a sit down conversation, have a little chin wag. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, that was insightful. What you said, Paige, about the mm. actual class that people will tell you about this process. And I think that's that's helpful for athletes to know what the actual situation is going to be and, and it'd be transparent for them to know from the, yeah. from the get-go. It's going to be a short window. Yeah, so because I went to school, right, so that's why I had that career transition class. But I think even for athletes that don't go to school and they just go straight pro and straight athlete, they should still have like a, a mentorship where yeah. it's still said to them so they're aware of like, what can hinder your longevity in this career? What are you going to do after? What are you doing currently on the side? What are your plans? Because ultimately, as an athlete, it doesn't last forever, unfortunately. It's not a career you're going to be in when you're like 60 mm. or 50. So really like holding your legacy and, and creating your own business or or your own self like hold like creating what who you are outside of the sport is so important and that's why for me it was I kind of like had times to like put my feet in different things to see if I liked it because I understood because of that class like what what was likely to happen in mm. due time I was actually having a conversation with Desiree Henry she's a Olympian sprinter and she actually wants to talk to like some of the girls out here in basketball about career transitioning and I think this is the sort of things that we need you know like athletes mentoring athletes like creatives mentoring create like it's just so needed and because we're just kind of in a bubble thinking yeah I can live off this housing is paid for safe food is given to me safe I'm mm. sweet but then in two years what are you doing yeah, you know yeah. Yeah. yeah no absolutely I think I did my transitioning from a very young age when I realized <laughs> this is not going for me mm. at that level anyway so yeah that definitely did a transition and I'm, I'm very happy with this pathway but definitely it's something that you need to actually take into consideration and like mm. mentally be like oh actually there might be another path for me here mm. yeah, um, yeah. What do I need to prepare for what tools do I need in life to actually be successful in this other avenue quite fascinated Sevian about like you're crazy talented in the art of 
like pencil drawing to creating things so what made like how when did you realize that you actually like really like that you liked drawing or you liked creating things that was actually my passion even before basketball oh really it's something that I've always loved but I've never given my energy or attention to um over basketball it's been something that I would do like drawing whilst I'm watching the playoffs or like up late or in the off season or if I'm injured but it was always basketball is the the priority a lot of my artwork is around basketball as well so um, it's nice to be in a space where you can like kind of pivot and adjust your energy and give something else that you're passionate about a lot more time so yeah it's something that I've always grown up doing and then playing basketball as well but the art was was like secondary yeah I've always loved it and my dad was an artist as well so kind of had that um, amongst the family that's dope yeah that's, that's really cool. cool yeah I that's think who mentioned it uh I forgot her name she's just joined LSU but she was talking about she was at a camp she was talking about having passions outside of basketball mm. the name will come back to me You're talking about the rapper no 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 she just joined she transferred oh oh Hayley. oh no, no, wait, wait. You're talking about from Louisville. Um, yeah, what's her name? The little guards, basically. Yeah. Haley. That's what Hayley? I said. Oh, did you say Haley? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Is her name Haley? I don't. It has to be, no. Yeah, yeah. You're right. That's her name. Yes. Okay, well done, Sevian. You found it early. <laughs> yeah. She was talking about the the transition. Just being a college athlete, basically. I'm just saying, if if basketball is all that you've got then it might start to get a bit of a challenge when like you go through any struggles on the court it's like so where's the transition off the court where where do you take your mind off the court I feel like for me also just as a human being having those other passions it was kind of like a triangulation of interests mm-hmm. so like uh, if I'm injured okay basketball's not it then I can pick up my pencil or if, if I don't have any inspiration to draw my nothing's working on court I can dance like I've always got different kind of passions that I can bounce off Mm -hmm. that will just keep my energy energy up so I'll never really get to that dark place it's quite interesting that Hayley mentions that because clearly like being an NCAA athlete like and being a top tier one um you can monetize a lot so now they can yeah yeah yeah, so in her era like she can monetize a lot Mm -hmm. so she's clearly gone through the transition like maybe like her first couple years she weren't making no money you know like NCAA well she wasn't now she's making money and things so the fact that she still has that common sense that that like I still like this money is whatever but where's my enjoyment where's my passion what else do I love I love my family I love this I love that so it's it's common sense you know don't let them the money like make you delusional yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, it can't be going to Lula. And I also think that, like, it's... I still think that, like... Because when you think about some of the NCAA athletes, AA that have, like, money, money, a lot of it is brand deals, right? It's even the same with yeah. a lot of the NBA athletes. A lot of them have brand deals. Then when you compare it to the WNBA, that's where you see the gap. There's not as many brand deals in the W as there are in the NCAA. And actually, I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, raw, like, I think... I don't f- feel like we see a lot of women doing... Um, in the W doing a lot of like national adverts, big national adverts in America. Like when Arike did that state 
farm advert I remember thinking I think this is the first one I've seen like the first time I've seen a woman in a state farm uniform I don't think I've ever seen a woman from the W in the state farm uniform before and so like I still think it's a relatively new thing that's happening which I guess goes back to the argument before as to like why the NCAA makes so much more money than the W and maybe why phasing out older athletes is an idea. You really want to get rid of the older people? Why go on? <laughs> I'm just like, it's, not, it's just more so because I think that's the way to make the league make money. I don't think it's right that they should have to. They should have more teams. But I think the reason why we don't see like a lot of deals and things is probably because, so it's like to pay someone like LeBron James to do like a, a deal or a commercial advert, you know, they're going to, probably pay him like millions right or thousands or hundreds and then to pay a WNBA player they're probably not getting that sort of amount so they probably just don't want to do it because they don't feel like they're getting the pay that they deserve they're like I'm not getting paid to do this yeah safe I'm not doing it but then I I don't think that's true because then they wouldn't play in the W it's it's the same concept right like I feel like it's like um I think what happens is that the company themselves like the the company mm. decides like the threshold of like, okay, so I want to make sure that this hits 4 million people. Like just like when you're playing NBA 2K, right? They wait until you get mm. to a certain place and then they say, okay, you can be the face of the company if you get this many score, this many points, this many triple doubles and so on, because then people are going to start to know your name. But I think because in the W, like they're only really getting to the point where a lot of people are watching it they don't need those people to be the faces because it's not going to generate more income. But people do watch NCAA. So actually, they can put Angel Reese as the face of X and know it's going to make money, but they can't do that to Sue Sue Bird, unfortunately. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to make the same amount of money. So then W just doesn't have enough money. So and this is where like you get into like different kinds of like spectatorship like you've got like lifestyle fans lifestyle fans are probably gonna like dig deep into like angel reese and then you've got like cultural like actual basketball fans and then they're probably gonna look into like super do you know what i mean so it's like it's the it depends on the target you want to actually like get to Mm. and i think that's where it's like trying to find the balance because i think like these players they deserve homage like without them they would not be what we have now so it's like they do they do deserve it and the fact that um all these deals are coming out they do deserve to have the spotlight of being a part of that but I do understand it's like it's probably not as captivating um to everyone compared to like a younger player Mm. so it's just finding the balance of what works well and even having a trial run, you know, see what does actually work well to to be able to measure it. Because there's no point in just saying it because you think so. Do you know what I mean? Like, men probably thought girls couldn't play basketball. Well, h- hello, look at us now. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. So it's just trying to trying to find the balance and actually like doing doing it to figure out if it works or not yeah yeah you definitely gotta test it you gotta test it but we're seeing it more and more we're seeing like more money being paid to it so there was the recent announcement that the lsu coach she's now the highest paid women's basketball coach she's got a 10-year contract for 32 million i want to go to her house for cookouts boy um so yeah that's big that is that man coach kim she's she's a she's a g 
what she did for that team last year. She did, like, she did deserve it. And it just shows, like, what she's capable of doing. But do you think that LSU, given the seniors that have gone, um, seniors that are going to leave next year, depending who's, whoever's coming in is probably want to go to LSU anyway. Do you think it's something that's, like, is it going to be like a UConn? Is it going to be running for, like, consecutive years? Or is it a one and done? I think that will give them a good run. For a second year. I don't know about a third just yet. But this year, I think they could still potentially do it. Yeah, because they still have, obviously, like, super, super big players there. Mm. But I think that makes other teams want it more. Yeah. South Carolina is not going to roll over their back, yeah. you know? Like, if anything, I think South Carolina is the tougher team. Mm. But they just couldn't do it on the night. So it will be interesting to see see how that goes. You know, Dawn is still my favourite coach. Yeah, <laughs> still no. love love Kim but you know like I've got to give it to Coach Dawn her contract's crazy as well but actually not crazy but well deserved but she's in the high range of like over 20 mil so yeah well done that's all we can say well done to the ladies we love to see it we love to see it right so we're recording this on a Thursday you guys are going to hear it after 2k has dropped but 2k is out tomorrow actually probably in about an hour and six minutes specifically what are you guys the most excited about get my playstation back (laughs) (laughs) i let my brother borrow it while i was on vacation (laughs) it's definitely such a lovely sister i would never ever give my console (laughs) to any of my siblings (laughs) same here yeah while i'm on vacation well i couldn't play so you know i'm too selfish i don't want none of them touching it (laughs) but no what a lovely sibling you are I had a, I had a, what's it, a 56 game streak on NBA and one of my cousins was like, oh, can I play? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Thinking that he was going to humble himself and not play career mode, only for him to ruin my game streak. <gasps> and I was like, wow, are you, like, why, why did you, why was it here that you came to play? Why <laughs> <laughs> oh. was it here? <laughs> Of all of the wow. modes, this is the mode that you chose. <laughs> but Paige, you said that you're more excited for story mode of 2K. Yeah. Yeah, my career mode. I'm really excited, yeah. especially because there's not been a trailer for my career. So I feel like I just exactly. don't know what it's going to be like. So I'm super excited to see that. Yeah, um, I'm I'm super, like, I'm stoked for that. Like, that's because I like 2K23 mm-hmm. and I like the career mode and that was pretty cool. So I'm excited to, like, what more can I do? Like... I actually feel like I'm signing these contracts. I'm getting <laughs> yeah, out. I'm in open gym. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've got rebounders. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's all me. Yeah. That's me. I'm excited for, I think I'm going to really try and get into my team this year. I want to learn more about how, how you play it. And I know they've made a load of changes to it. So I'm really excited to see um, what those changes are. Because I feel like it looks like it's going to be a lot simpler, which means that <laughs> that's going to be perfect for me. And shout out to Kobe, honouring, it, it was only right for the 2K24 to have the Kobe edition. Mm. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. And shout out to him. And did you guys see the other schools that, are, um, that aren't that Kobe schools now also? Yeah, there are about five schools. Um, that is so dope, man. Yeah. UCLA, LSU is one of them. LSU, yep. Do you know the others? Um, yeah, I've got the list here. So the teams that have been kitted out by Vanessa Bryant are uh, UConn, University of South California, Kentucky, Oregon, Duke, and Louisiana State. 
Okay. Oh, Duke, isn't that that's Zion's school? It is yeah. yeah, that's the one where he bust out of his nights, isn't it? Have you seen those that picture? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was the day Barack Obama came to watch as well. <laughs> oh my gosh. How do you remember that? I just <laughs> have you guys ever had a moment like like on court where something mad happens? When it, when I was doing the prime last year, I, I stepped yeah. out of my my Kobe's. Mm. I didn't break them. Did you actually? But, yeah, I've got a picture with me doing like a crossover with one sock. <laughs> Wait, I, I think I do remember this. <laughs> Have you had one of those moments? A crazy moment, Paige? Um. Oh yeah, I was going out for a rebound. I was trying to do a putback, and my teammate like stepped in the back of my heel, but I fell down, and she fell down on top of me. Oh, and we're just looking goodness. at each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally that. Like, oh my goodness, and we're just looking at each other. <laughs> and our coach was like, "Get up!" <laughs> Get up. <laughs> And then when it was like a time, it was like a dead ball. So we had like a timeout call, and then we were getting like cast out because <laughs> we were just like staring at each other like for so long. Yeah. And honestly, it didn't feel that long until we went into film the next day, and we saw we were down for like twenty seconds because we oh counted. My goodness. <laughs> but I was just like, we look so dumb. But yeah, that was yeah. If I was the coach, sub, sub everybody off. Yeah, timeout. Yeah, yeah. Timeout. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I think I have the video. If I find it, um, I'll send it to you guys. And no one was injured. Why were you on the floor for 20 seconds? Because, we, like, it was like we wanted to argue, but we didn't know where to start. So no one was saying anything and we're just staring at each other. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because <laughs> I'm like, why are you so behind me, like, that I have to fall over? <laughs> and her argument would, would have been whatever, but it was just so funny. <laughs> I can look back at it and laugh now because I survived, but... <laughs> At the time, that was... Oh, What's that Beyonce song? All up in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys saying about the Zoom freaks coming out? I personally can't play in low shoes, but they look cool. They look nice. They look fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like shoes that you would not necessarily just wear for basketball as well. Like that platform at the back, I was like, you could... If it wasn't for the fact that they've got grip at the bottom and you'll be hearing the... Like yeah, as yeah, every yeah, step yeah. you take, I could I could rock these yeah. as a normal outfit. And they've got a little bedtime snack um addition because of Giannis's favorite little cookie. Mm. He's always talking he about can... cookies. He's always talking about something. Something to do with him People making like, money. Guys, <laughs> yeah. People like guys, a fan told me to try this. It is the best thing ever. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a milk. <laughs> My favorite kicks right now are the the Kobe halos, though. Did the, you get uh, a pair, Sevian? I did. I did. I'm jealous. So and they, they are my favorite. I think they've gone into my top five. Okay, say so your top five. They're all gonna be Kobe's. The Bruce Lee, mm. there's number one. But these are just personal to me because what I've played in. So I'm not really gonna go off with like. Do you know what's so crazy? Kobe, like Kobe's, is just a shoe that. I think I've probably had like three pairs in my life, but I'm I'm a big player, so I sh- I don't need to be wearing any low shoes as yeah. such. But because I have to like kind of like move like on the perimeter sometimes, it's like agility is like Kobe's are probably like the most easiest shoes I can like feel light in. Mm. Mm. 
in a sense like when I wear like I think I wore LeBron's for like a day and I couldn't do it no more however the new the new LeBron's yeah, the really new cool. ones are they're really good yeah they're about it but back in the day when I say back in the day I'm talking about like maybe like when I was like 18 like yeah no I couldn't do it KD's are okay they still feel a bit heavy but Kobe's are probably like the lightest shoe mm. I liked my KD's as well I think I, I can't remember which number I had. Yeah, it was nice, some dusty pink ones. Ooh, they were sweet. <laughs> and I had a blue pair. Um, but I think for me, like, yeah, same. Kobe's, I've I've rolled my ankle way too many times to wear Kobe's. I always wanted to, but there was just like one of those shoes that it's like, ah, I'll be, I'll be risking it all for the look. <laughs> <laughs> so my oh, no, shoes no. were no. Um, Kyrie's. Kyrie's were a reasonable, like, mid um, mm. cover. But actually, last I do year, like Kyrie's. Yeah, yeah. But last I don't year, feel like I had enough court feel with Kyrie's. It was a bit too cushioned for me. Uh, last season, though, I played in Jordan thirty seventh. I think they're thirty seventh. Yeah, they they were they're, they're nice too. So good. Like I actually have mm-hmm. two pairs, and I don't intend on playing. The, I never. I never. Is that the one play. like the one that like goes in like narrow? It's got a little like um. How do Bubble. I even call it? The middle has like a little cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the one that Shaq has in like Loomis Yellow or something like that. The Taco oh, the Jades. Taco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't like those shoes. Oh, really? No. I couldn't even wear it for a whole session. I can play in them. Yeah. And I like the really? Tatum ones. They were really nice and light. Tatum ones are nice, yeah. But those ones I can't wear. Too tight. I had Tatums when I was in college, yeah, and they were so tight, and I didn't like it. So I didn't know if I would Tatums like these Tatums. in college? Our school was a Jordan school. Tatum just had his release this year. The Jason, I can show you them. Oh, you like a PE. It, it was probably yeah. like, a, um, a, like one of the Jordans, like a Tatum edition. Oh, yeah, there. like a colorway, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so it was like, it's a Jason Tatum, but it's our college. It's mm. our, it's like, yeah. Okay, I get you, yeah. Because this year is his first signature shoe year. That's that's really exciting for him because he's definitely going to be in those MVP conversations for next season. Yeah, especially if Jalen Brown could go, can go left now. Yeah, shout out to Jalen Brown. Jaylen he was Brown. doing his thing here in London. Yo, did anyone thing. go to the big three? Sevian was on holiday, so she, she didn't go. But he was, recovery. he was cooking. Oh, man, Are he was there? cooking. Yeah, it it was really, I mean, yeah, it was a good performance. He played in the All-Star game with, like, Gerald Green. Like, it was it was really good. Like, him and Lethal um, Shooter was, like, shooting in UEL. Like, these people are on our ends. Like, <laughs> like they're just chilling. They're going to clap and comment. Like, everyone, they went to um Blue, Blue Cage. With um, Hezzy God, right? Yeah. That was, like, that that was wild. sick. That looks yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. If I was in the that's country, that's, that's what I would have definitely wanted to watch. Because street ball, there was a time when I was like street ball over everything. But that have was, you have you seen the like the New York, like the Dykeman and stuff like that oh, in New yeah. York? Oh yeah. sick. So I used to go to the park and wear my double XLTs so I can just shove the ball up there and just <laughs> swing it around <laughs> and slip and slide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a magic trick to throw everyone off. Oh you know what? I used to oh, do that, that. Yeah. and then I'll yeah, come. To, I'll come to session. And I'll be like, "Come one, one on one. Let me let me practice." <laughs> <laughs> you were one of those ones. That seven was, was that player, yeah. That was just so annoying. Seven's that player. 
that when they're doing like tricks left right crossover going past me or whatever I'm literally just standing there and I'm like why did I get switched onto this guard like when guards do that I'm just thinking why am I switched onto this guard and now I'm going to prove to my coach that switching is not an idea a good idea because I'm not going to move nowhere <laughs> Sevian is, is that player that just proves that I'm right and that we should not be switching like that's <laughs> that player I don't want to switch <laughs> I think nothing beats like last summer when we had like Ronnie come over. Like last summer was was a big summer for the scene out here in the UK. So the fact that we had Jaden Brown come over, Hezzy God, Lethal Shooter, we have all these big names come over and they're literally just enjoying the culture. They're mm-hmm. not really here trying to show out. They want to get reps up. We had Jordan Paul come down. So it's like these last two summers are really like pushing... And it's almost becoming attractive to come to the UK in the summer and ball out, you know, like Hoops Fix is still doing the thing with the Pro-Am and that's becoming more and more attractive to everyone to go and play in. I can see it getting to a point where you'd have a pro athlete come over and, and jump in with the Pro-Am. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be that would be a sick move. That would be super, super cool. Super, super cool. Hopefully we can have it. I mean, we do have like pro athletes, but like hopefully like an NBA. Oh, like player. NBA. Like imagine Jeremy came back and played in the summer. That'd be sick. He did, he did play now. in the, the program or he was in the Hoots Fits Classics. So yeah, just those moments. I can see the British basketball community and the scene grow into that space. And we've grown so much in the space of these past few years in terms of like content awareness and events and everything's just been taking it up levels with like ball out, summer jam, hoops fix. Like there's been so much going on in the summer. And so it just seems to keep growing and growing. Yeah. And I'm here for it, man. It's like, I need to travel to Spain to go watch this tournament. I'm going to watch it right here. Yeah. Over this or like right here. Oh gosh, guys, we've got to talk about Lowell Deng and South Sudan because South Sudan are going to the Olympics and it's helped with Lowell Deng and his investment. Talking about Maya Jama giving back, like mm. this guy has been on it from Deng camp. Yeah. So Lowell Deng, yeah, that's, I, I'm like lost for words. Everything he's done for this community and his own community, like, absolutely like lost for words I don't even know where to begin to be honest I think he's been more appreciated for South Sudan as well I feel like he's really been able to be what he wants to be with Mm -hmm. that role and really be able to drive it and create a vision Mm -hmm. and execute on that vision yeah I, I definitely feel like he's he's had those visions for the UK scene as well but being part of the South Sudan um, legacy and taking them essentially into a space where they're now going to be represented at the Olympics has definitely been... Yeah, and a place that they've not been in like over 60 years or so. I think for the... Like, we all know what he's done, but I think now, like, when it comes to South Sudan, I feel like the world knows what he's done for South Sudan, whereas it probably takes community in Britain to know what he's done for basketball here. Happy that his legacy will run through that. No, it's it's amazing, honestly. And and Sev is right. Like, it's more appreciated over there. Like, his opinion, his his voice and everything he wants, It it's like, you think about it and, and he will, like, make sure it happens. Whereas here is there's so many other people yeah, yeah. you have to go through to it's, be even for your opinion to be considered yeah. regardless mm-hmm. of what how successful you are as an athlete mm-hmm. so 
the fact that you know he's created this structure where he can maneuver it however he wishes and it's excelled mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah it's dope man yeah. like Basketball he's easily our, our most accomplished British basketball player. Definitely, a hundred percent. I hundred percent think that in that as well. There's probably some thoughts in terms of like some some people thinking whether or not they should have listened more when he was talking about things over here. Uh, <laughs> you know that's what they're thinking. <laughs> I mean, you, you got to learn somehow, right? Yeah. yeah, there's definitely lessons to be learned. Well, there you have it. So when Jeremy comes back in five years and says he wants to do this hello i don't want to hear nothing exactly let it happen well they already you know? dropped the ball and now he's, rep- he's representing poland so they already they already been dropping the ball there's <laughs> oh, always no, space to potentially improve but yeah. maybe tosan tosan's got it man he's and do you know what's so great about tosan he's so humble if you guys have you guys like if you talk to him, like I played three on three with him for, I can't remember. It was like some competition and we were like in Israel and he is just so lovely to talk to. And he has not changed from being that under 20 kid to play in G League. You know, like he's definitely the same person and he's true to himself. And it's so like common, like people say, oh, people change when money gets, you know, when the fame gets involved. But humility is so it's so rare and it's so beautiful when you see it so like the players we have i gotta give it to british basketball like we've birthed some amazing beautiful humans Mm. like they that just know how to treat people correctly so it's really cool yeah i do also think a big part of that is like when you just come from when you come from a small tight-knit community do you know what i mean Mm. like i think it just means so much it mean it must mean so much more to them to be in those spaces having and yeah. and also to remember all the people that helped them get there because actually it's not yeah. like you were part of a massive institution that were definitely you you were guaranteed like there would have been so much sacrifice to get you there but no it's really so nice cool. to see shout out to the community but yes guys that is it for this week shout out to nba 2k for dropping the new game super excited to play that shout out to you guys for our locker codes as well we're gonna get locked in straight away i give myself three weeks to complete my career mode if <laughs> it takes me any longer than that but yeah i've been ola seven i've been Paige, and we'll catch you next week Bye.